This is a wee Scottish tale. It's called the Bruni. Now, I don't know if you know what a Bruni is. I suppose in England you call them a brownie. In Scotland they call it a Bruni. It's a spirit that lives on a farm or, a lot of the times, in mills. And they work. They will do good work for the family. And they will be like a little guardian spirit. But they're no bonny. And the one in this story is particularly ugly. But still, a good spirit. Now there was a young miller who worked the mill. And he, he was getting by, but life was a struggle. And he lived with his mother. Now that would have been a struggle for anybody, because his mother was a witch. She dabbled in the black arts. Well, he fell in love with a girl called Katie. She was a farm servant, and he was devoted to her, and she loved him. Unfortunately, there was another girl who loved him too, and she was the daughter of a farmer who owned a big farm, a far better catch than Katie the servant lass, and his mother knew it. And when he told his mother that he was going to marry Katie, she, she said, No, you're not. You're not marrying Katie. You're going to marry the farmer's daughter. I am not, he said. I'm marrying Katie. But Katie's going to die, she says, and then you're going to marry the farmer's daughter. No, she isn't. I'm not marrying the farmer's daughter. She's a nice girl. I like her, but I don't love her. But I love Katie. Well, the old witch was furious, and it got to the stage that he couldn't live with her anymore. He moved into a little cottage that was by the side of the mill, and he married Katie, and she went to live with him there. And a wee bit of time passed, and the inevitable happened. Katie became pregnant. She was with child. Now, one day he came in and he said to his wife, Now, I don't want you to be alarmed. Don't be frightened. But I think we've got a bruni. What? she said, and shuddered, fearful at that. And she goes, No, it, it's okay. They're, they're good. They're, they're helpful. Don't worry about them. They'll not hurt you. But I'm pretty sure we've got a bruni. You see... All last week and this week, somebody has been grinding all the corn at night and putting all the meal into sacks and then stacking all the sacks up alongside the wall really tidy. Now, it's done more work than I could have done in a month and it's, it's been such a help to us, but it can only be a bruni. Well, the girl was still scared. His wife was still scared about that. Didn't like the idea of this Bruni. One day he comes in and he says, I've seen the Bruni. <gasps> you haven't? Yeah, I have. He's no pony, but he's good. He does us a lot of favours. He, he works hard for us. He is really, really, really worth his weight in gold. And... If you come with me now, he said, I think I can show the Bruni to you. 
and he took Katie by the hand, and he very quietly led her down to the mill, and they peeped in, and there was the brunie, hard at work, and right enough he was na bonnie. He was all covered in brown hair, like a coconut, and he had big, flat, round, glowing eyes, and a big mouth with long, pointed teeth that were made of iron, and his feet were great, big, long things. And, yeah, he was na bonny right enough, but he was some worker. That mill was whirling around, and he was getting the meal out of it, and he, wow. The amount of work that that Bruni could do was staggering. Well, poor Katie, she shuddered and recoiled in horror. But she watched them work, and she did admire what he did, and she was grateful to him. Now, later on, the Bruni started to show himself to them. Brunies can be invisible when they want, but when they can, when they want people to see them, they can allow them to do that. And so he started to show himself to them, and Katie started to see him more and more. And she had thought, well, he's ugly, but he can't help what he looks like. But then she started to think, it doesn't matter what he looks like. It's the person that he is that's important, not his looks. And then she became to be rather fond of him. She went down to the mill, and there was a wee chamber off the mill there, and she did it all up, and she made a lovely wee bed and put it in there for him, with nice warm blankets for him. And every night she would take down a bowl of porridge with milk, and she would leave that out for him for his supper. And so the Bruni became more and more devoted to them, the more kindness they showed to him. Now, the time was coming near when Katie was going to have the baby. And her man had said to her, Well, maybe we should go and get my mother to come down and help with the birth. No, she said, No, no, don't get your mother. No, I don't trust her. She doesn't like me. I know, she, well, you know, I, I know she doesn't, but it would be good to have somebody that knew what they were doing. No, no, we can, we can always get the howdy wife if we need to. The howdy wife was like a midwife, a woman who knew knowledge of, of healing. So she goes, we can always get the howdy. Well, it didn't matter whether they wanted the miller's mother, the old witch, or not, because she turned up. She arrived at the house, and she was all smiles, all wreathed in smiles. Butter wouldn't have melted in her mouth. And she said, Katie, we didn't get off on the right foot, but I'm here to help you. And I brought you a wee present, here. And she gave her a little black kitten. She said, I thought it would be company for you when you were in your confinement. You could have a wee cat to pet. Well, the wee cat did look lovely, and it parred away, and it rubbed itself against Katie, and it seemed very devoted. And then the old witch said, Oh, your hair, you have such lovely hair. 
lovely chestnut curly ringed hair but you know it'll get in the way when you have the baby so I'll tie it up for you I'll tie it up bonny so that it's not in the way and she tied up her hair but little did Katie know she tied witches knots into the hair several witches knots into it without Katie knowing a thing and she also turned the foot of the bed towards the door and she said I'll get you some pillows some lovely feather pillows and she brought in two pillows but they were stuffed with raven's feathers it was all witchcraft and then happy with what she had done she went home well Katie went into labour but nothing happened no baby came and the miller was worried sick about her and she was in a lot of pain and that day went by and she couldn't give birth and the next day went by and she still couldn't give birth another day went by and still the baby wouldn't come and the whole time Katie was screaming in agony and she was getting weaker and weaker and weaker six days this went on and she was looking like she was near death and there was not a thing that they could do well they said we must get the howdy wife we have to get the howdy wife to come to you and Katie said no don't leave me please don't leave me on my own I, I couldn't bear that it's bad enough but I, I couldn't be alone so the man said well Miller said I'll we'll get the Bruni to go for you so he went down to the Bruni after dark and he said Katie can't have the baby there's something wrong could you go and get the howdy wife yes yes I'll do that and then the man gave him a long coat to wear and the Bruni turned the collar up and then he got a big wide brimmed hat and he pulled that down over his face so you couldn't see him and he took the miller's horse and he rode down to the where the howdy wife lived and he came outside and he shouted Katie needs help she needs you to come and help her deliver the bairn well the howdy wife came out and her husband helped her up on the back of the horse and then the howdy wife clung tight to the Bruni and away they rode now it was only a bridle path so they didn't go very fast and the old howdy wife said oh I hope we don't see the Bruni we've all heard about the Bruni and, and we're all scared of him don't you worry said the Bruni I can promise you this you'll not see anything worse than what you're holding on to right now and sure enough he took her up to the house and the miller went out and he took her down off the horse and he took her in to help his wife but she couldn't do a thing again another night passed and poor Katie was screaming in pain but no baby came and the miller knew then <clears throat> that this was not normal this was witchcraft and who would have done that well it didn't take Sherlock Holmes to work that one out did it so he headed he said headed off down to his mother's and he said mother I know that you've done something to stop the baby from coming 
but please take your spell off her. Take your spell off Katie and let her be delivered to the bairn. No, I will not, she said. Katie is going to die, and you will marry the farmer's daughter, like you should have in the first place. Well, he knew there was no point arguing with her. So he went back to the mill, and his troubles was bothering him so much. He had to speak to somebody, but he didn't really have anybody to speak to. So he went to see the Bruni, and he told them everything, that his mother had put some curse on the, some spells on, on poor Katie, and that she was going to die unless he could get them lifted. But she refused to help. Well, the Bruni says, that's all right. Take me down to your mother's house, and we'll find out. <laughs> it wouldn't have matter if I could take God himself down to my mother's house. She's not going to help us. Aye, maybe not, but this is what you do. You see, I can make myself invisible, and I'll come down with you, and I'll make myself invisible and go into the house, and then you have to burst in, and you have to be a, have a big smile on your face and say, Oh, wonderful news, mother, you have got a fine, healthy grandson. And then you have to turn around and leave the house as quickly as possible and go home. Well, the two of them went down. The Bruni made himself invisible and slipped into the house. And then in came the miller with a big smile on his face, and he says, Mother, I'm happy to tell you that you have got a fine, healthy grandson. Now, I must go, because I must get back to Katie. And he turned around and he ran out. Well, the Bruni, invisible, was listening. And the old witch stamped her feet and she cursed. And she said, Who told them about the black cat? Who told them about the witch's knots in her hair? Who told them about her uh, bed pointing towards the door? And who told them about the raven's feathers in the pillows? Well, as soon as he heard that, the Bruni ran out the door, and he caught up with the miller. And he says, I know exactly what's happened now. And they went up to the house, and the Bruni ran in. Well, when the howdy wife seen the Bruni, she screamed and ran out the door and ran all the way home. And the Bruni said, Katie, look, you're sweating, lass, you're, you're hot. Let me loosen your hair. And he loosened her hair, and he undid all the witch's knots that was in it. And he also pointed the bed so that her feet pointed south, away from the door. And then he took the pillows from under her head, the ones filled with raven feathers. And the black cat on the floor, the kitten, it spattered him and fire was flaming from its eyes. It was no kitten, of course. It was a demon from hell that she had summoned up. And so he took them out, and he threw them to the miller who was outside, and he said, Ring that cat's neck, and burn the pillows. I can't harm the kitten. He says that she loves that wee cat. I, well, that's a cruel thing to do. It's not a cat. He goes, oh, I'll do it for you, said the Bruni. And he went down and he took the little demon cat and he twisted its neck. And then he said, right, now take that away, the body and those feathers, pillows, and burn them quick. And so he burnt them. And 
Then the Bruni went back in and he said, Katie, you're going to be fine. You're going to sleep now. And when you wake up, you'll feel a lot better. And sure enough, Katie did go to sleep. The first sleep she'd had for many days. And when she woke up, there was a baby boy lying in her arms. And so she was delivered. Now, the two of them lived happily there for the rest of their days, but the Bruni stayed with them and carried on working, and they became very prosperous because of the amount of work that he did. But the Bruni stayed with them only until the miller's mother, the old witch, died, and then he knew that Katie was safe. And so one day he just vanished. Not vanished as in became invisible, but left, just as quickly as he had come. But he left them happy and prosperous.